HD, how does it feel to be the center of a controversy? Ah, uh, you know, the best controversies are the ones you're not even aware you're at the center of. Yeah. So, and, well, I bring that up me. because Fletch, you were not here the week that we talked about whether you stand or sit when you do number one on the toilet. And I have gotten tons of messages over the past couple of weeks from people who I've never even met or know of who have uh, wanted to passionately explain their point of view on, uh, uh, on whether they sit or stand. And the conclusion that I've come from the controversy is I'm right, but I've made really poor points to back up my argument. Um, I've had a couple people come up to me and say, Hey, is everything okay with McKenzie? I heard he sits when he goes to the bathroom. So <laughs> I'm just glad we have Fletch here now that we can really get a third opinion. Cause yeah. when it's one V one, we always need a tying vote. So Fletch, uh, here's the question. Hit me. Do you sit or do you stand? That's not an easy answer. Um, <laughs> come on. Okay, it's actually very easy. I, I stand, but I do know the benefits of sitting and it relaxes not only the bladder and the, the prostate region, um, but it relaxes the mind in a completely different way and allows for complete drainage of the bladder. Wait, no, no, no. Because that's that's my point is it doesn't allow for complete drainage. No, no, no. When I sit, does. I have to go to the bathroom another like in 30 more minutes. It's like no. I'm, I'm a third of the way empty. No, 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 no. I, also, how can you make peeing more of a special activity? If you're sitting, then you can sit there and reflect and you can sit there and contemplate. And you can't do that when you're standing. When you're standing, oh. you're just too much in your machoism to really compartmentalize and think about other things this is can you imagine there was ever a point like, let's, let's go back to our ancestors hunter and gatherers can you imagine they sat they sat no, down to they pee? sat no they crouched they were just some grade a crouchers they'd like go behind a bush dude this girl told me a story last night on how she literally was in Thailand and just crouched in the middle of the street and took a poop. <laughs> Y'all must have been having some type of conversation. She opened uh, up to me. She opened up to me and that was, I, I kid you not, I did not know the story was going there. And she's like, yeah, I had to go so bad. It was in the middle of the street and I let one go. <laughs> and my response was, you know, did you have proper material to like wipe or anything? And she's like, no, I had to run back to my hostel and then just take a shower. And then I threw out all my clothes. And then I think the real question was, <laughs> did you go the next morning to see if it was still there? Well, this is and pivoted from... <laughs> We swore we weren't going to talk about poop this we, close to we, we swerved, man. We We did. Which is really funny. Right before hitting record, HD made sure, guys, don't talk about poop right before the holiday. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that one. HD, you might have had a little too much peanut butter in your mouth. It could have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you get right. coffee delivered to you? Was that what you had to do? Be honest. No, I did not get it delivered to me. <laughs> um, 
but I'm having uh, my first housewarming party tonight. Christmas wow. cocktails at the Kimberly. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I've been, I've been trying to get the place in order. So, you know, it's been a what's, busy day. What's, what's the theme? Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Not poop. Pretty innovative. Because uh, regardless of when you may be listening to this episode, it is December 22nd on our end. So we're in the wow. we're in the holiday cheer. I can just smell it on Fletch's face. Definitely. Are you going to do any activities or games? Because I feel like people coming over to a, a Christmas gathering, um, they're kind of like frolic around for a little bit and maybe go over to like the hot cocoa and like eat a half a cookie. And then by that point, after one lap, they're looking for activities. Right. Which is why I have Christmas trivia. First question. Oh, how, my. how old is Santa? <laughs> Timeless. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, on that note. You guys ready to jump in? Let's do it. It's gonna be alright. If you can give your community permission, especially when it can go a long way. And only from that place of peace can a relationship truly be reconciled. But if I stop and create a little space, then there's that painful response. Then I can actually check in with myself. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dudes with Feelings podcast. Uh, I am Mackenzie Beebe, and I am joined here by the two hardy men themselves, Fletcher Barnes and Mr. I'm in the middle of breakfast right now, Henry Davis. Good and, morning, uh, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> we are uh, we have a little bit of a different episode with you guys today. Uh, it'll be a little shorter, but we're really going to dive into the topic of reflection. And uh, reflection is something we take extremely uh, seriously here at Blue Marble, and something that we all partake in and this year we're kind of inviting our audience into the process that that uh that we do in order to reflect on the year so hd fletch my first question on this is why is reflecting at the end of the year an important thing to do i mean i immediately am drawn to that to one of my favorite quotes and Fletch, I know we've talked about this and it's, uh, you know, I, I used to think that uh, the quote is experience isn't the best teacher reflecting on and learning from that experience is the best teacher. Um, that it's not just enough to have these collection of experiences. We all experience things, right? But we're not all growing at the same pace. And I believe the difference between those who are experiencing and just continuing to live or stay stagnant and those that are experiencing and actually transforming and growing from those experiences is reflection. Are you taking the time to slow down and think about and extract the lessons from the life that you're living? Because it is the ultimate teacher, our, our experiences and our ability to sit with those experiences and learn from those experiences. And so this conversation gets me really excited. Uh, one, because I think the more it, it's like a muscle, the more I practice reflection, the easier it becomes um, so that I'm doing it more consistently throughout the year. And the end of the year specifically, I feel like is such a great 
uh, almost milestone that we can um, lean into reflection on. Um, kind of like a birthday, new, you know, the end of year, end of the year is is just one of those great points where it sort of life builds in the time for reflection. Yeah, I also feel like you know it. Sometimes it's not really so much about the experience, right? But it's how we then, um, what we tell ourselves about the experience, right? So our stories are constantly changing in the way we kind of log them in our brains, they're always evolving. So if we can be intentional with what that experience was and how we grew from it, um, I think it gives us a, a bit of perspective moving forward. And I hope that's what this framework does for anyone who's listening is it gives you just a set of questions that prompt you into a deeper uh, conversation with yourself. Mm. That That's interesting. So it creates by creating the narrative inside your experiences or inside reflecting on those experiences, you're able to actually piece together its significance. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It's like, I'm, you're not always sure why something happened because it doesn't really make sense in the time or it's really overbearing or burdensome and it's tough at the time. But then when you reflect back on it, you're like, oh, I kind of had to go through that in order to learn about this or become more of who I am. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we talk, I know we talk a lot within Blue Marble about stories and, and really uh, while we love, you know, the Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings and all these epic stories that we've grown up with, like the most important story we'll ever tell is the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. And reflection is the refining of that story uh, is maybe another way to say what you're saying, Fletch. And, um, we need to be intentional with what that story is. And the, the more aware we are of the story we're writing, uh, the more we're able to write a better story in the future. Um, and so there is this opportunity through reflection to edit our story and to continue to, to be intentional um, and aware of the story that we're going to write as we continue to move forward. Um, and for us, I know it, it, this whole journey started by a desire to not look back and say, wow, I wasted it, right? And so many people we know get get to 50, get to 60 and say, wow, if only I would have been more present, right? If only I would have slowed down, right? All these things, if only I would have. And reflection to me is the antidote to the, if only I would have, or I should have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of something one of my coach told me one time, which was, um, Life isn't about getting good at something or being good. It's about getting clear. And it sounds like reflection is a great way for people to create a narrative as to how that experience ties into their life and get clear on what that experience has done in their life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Nice. Um, nice. And well, you know, reflection very much sounds like to me whenever i hear reflection it just sounds like a very broad term and almost like an umbrella term for a bunch of other things um i, I think it's really easy to get lost in reflection and not know where you're taking it i know i struggle with that when i'm reflecting on an experience so talk about how can we how can we add a system into this how can we add a strategy into our reflection to have more intention so first, let's define reflection. 
So a lot of times people think about reflection in the, the physical way as to looking at themselves or something in the mirror. Um, but we want to go a little bit deeper and look at the reflection within experiences and the, the internal garden that you're building. So we're going to define it as the art of looking back on our experiences for the purpose of moving into the future with greater intention and self-awareness. So with that, you're able to really take some personal inventory, see what you liked, see what you didn't like, and then keep moving forward um, in a more intentional way. Mm -hmm. I think about reflection as an exercise uh, to train mental agility. We do a lot of stuff and see a lot of uh, stuff on, on Instagram and social media of people training their bodies, their physical bodies. But this, I think, is an exercise to train not only your mind, but your, your spirit. Um, and so that is my, my way in which I'm, I, I think about it. Um, and so, H, can you talk to us about this, the first kind of aspect of this framework, and we can just jump right in? Yeah, and I'll kind of give just a general overview of, of the steps or stages as we've defined them, and then we'll, we'll kind of zoom in on each one. Um, so we talk about the first step, celebrating where you are today. The second, taking a holistic inventory of your year. The third, consider your areas for growth. And then the fourth, cast a vision for the next year. So with that in mind, the first step, and I think it's really important we level on this, um, looking back is hard. It's a lot easier to look ahead because there's more hope in the future than often in the past because the past has happened. It's set. It can't change it, right? So there's just something we have to accept first. It's like, I can't change the past, right? And so in order to look back and allow myself to be as candid and honest with myself as possible, I have to find some acceptance of the presence. I have to find a gratitude for where I am today and who I am today. And only from that place of self-acceptance can I move back and be as honest as possible and, um, and be willing to, uh, to assess certain areas of my life and consider how I can get better in the future, right? So that's why the first step for us is celebrate where you are today. And so one thing we want to do um, in this process, and what I think is the first thing to really kick the tires on reflection and to get you thinking about your year in a helpful way is actually to go back through your camera roll. Um, and so literally scrolling through the photos from your year and picking out photos that stand out as significant to you. It, it could be in a positive sense. It could be more in a negative sense, anywhere in between and putting them into a separate folder on highlights of 2023, if you will, and allow those photos to start to trigger the memories of your year, to start to take you almost on a visual journey of your year. And I find it's incredibly helpful for me to start to, um, one, grow that self-acceptance, um, but also to start to, to think about what, well, what did happen this year, right? It, oftentimes there's so many things that I forget. Um, and from that place, from after you've done that and you've, you've picked those photos in the spirit of self-acceptance, we like to, to focus on the wins. So starting to write down at least 10 wins from your year. 
So there's no win too small. Anything that moved you in the direction that you want to be going, I would consider a win. So maybe I can ask you guys, like, is there an example of a win that you, you could give just, just to help the listener understand what is a win? Um, well, I can't think of a, a personal one offhand, but I think this really strikes a great point, which is having the opportunity to view things in your life positively and hopeful, even if it's already happened, rather than looking forward. I do think a lot of, especially men, struggle with looking at their past uh, optimistically, like through the lens that you've described, HD. So doing this work and like really reflecting on those on things to celebrate is like a really interesting approach. And I'm just now kind of like rewiring my understanding of how to look back just, just by, just by this one first step here. But Fletch, what about you? I think I have a, I have a huge win from this year is we premiered our second documentary film and it was received with, with open hands and open hearts. And I think that the fact that we accomplished that film, that's a win. Yeah. I totally forgot <laughs> that that came out this year. Yeah. But if you were going through your photos, you would have seen all those photos from the right. premiere. And you would have right? The photos help big time. And, you know, some people don't take as many photos. So however, you know, you can go through your bank statements, you can go through if you're a, a writer, go through your journal, any way in which you feel like um, you have documented or will help trigger certain memories. I think that is the, the important thing here with the, the camera roll. Um, right, HD, is that is that kind of? Yeah, I think, I think you're right okay. on with that. And in, in that same spirit, once again, like we're, we're getting planted in gratitude for where we are in the year we had before we start to get really honest on areas for growth, right? That's the goal of this first step, celebrating ourselves where we're at today. And so the, the, once we've, we've done the wins, we've looked at our photos, uh, we just invite you to think about three times you were at your best this year. And I know that that may be a little tricky, but as you're going through those photos, maybe there's a couple moments and maybe it was for you, Fletch, at the premiere and that Q&A after, right? Not to speak for you, but like just thinking about moments where you really just, you felt connected to your best version um, in a year. Um, nice. For me, it starts to help me think about, well, what is me at my best? What does that look like? And if I can think about those moments where I, I felt like I was there, chances are, there's some additional learning in that there's something about that environment or those people or that day, the way that I woke up my morning routine that day. Is there something that I, that I can extract so that I can um, think about how I could be at my best more next year? And for those of you who are listening right now, if you want access to this whole structure, you can find it at our Substack at bluemarble.substack.com. For those of you watching, you can kind of see some of the steps that we're going through. But for those of you listening, if you want something for reference, just head over to our Substack. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know. We'll put that in the in the show notes. Okay. So, anything else you guys want to want to mention on this first first phase? Um, no, I, I think you covered it. Um, I think the important note here is really just putting on those those glasses of gratitude and uh, taking off any sort of judgment and being willing to give yourself a little bit of love here so then you can go into the next two phases of this framework. 
Yeah, and the next one that you guys wrote out is take a holistic inventory of your year. So um, Fletch, I don't know if Fletch or HD, whoever wants to talk a little bit more about that. Um, how does that work? What's the process in that? So I think it's it's really funny because I think a lot of times we like in our the way in which our society works is we're always treating something like a, a sickness. We'll go to the doctor for sick. And I think a lot of times things can be a little bit more preventative. And I think something we try to incorporate here at Blue Marble is this idea of zooming out, right? Taking a holistic uh, perspective on our health. So if you break down health and break down wellness, there's all these little sectors that affect our life, right? And affect our health overall. So what we did is break down all these different components that we feel like are important to our overall health. And once again, through a non-judgmental eye and a non-judgmental lens, you go through each one of these sectors and give yourself a score of one through 10. And be honest, there's no point of BSing yourself or, or sweeping things under the rug that doesn't help anyone. Um, so honesty and, and being candid with yourself is key. Um, Interesting. So, so I'm seeing, I mean, just to interrupt really quick, Fletch, I'm seeing a yeah. bunch of different sectors here. So I'm seeing financial, emotional, spiritual, occupational, mental, physical, and relational. Am I missing any? Is that is that all of them? Yeah, that's no, it. Think, that's right. I think you hit it. Yeah. Um, and as Fletch said, right, just just to get a general overview, go ahead and rate yourself one to 10 on these. Um, don't make it mean so much. And then from there, um, we've written down questions three to four for each category, which is intended to just help kick the tires on your reflection for each specific uh, one of these categories. Um, one of the things you can do, one, we recommend reading the questions and actually flushing this out. Um, but either way, the idea is, is to just spend some time thinking about where you're at and how you did this year. So if these questions feel like they're a little bit too much for you, then, then maybe you just spend five minutes journaling on each one and reflecting on like, how was my financial health this year? How was my emotional health last year? How was my spiritual health, right? Um, and if you do pull up this framework, you'll see that each one we've really thoughtfully um, positioned questions that are intended to kind of get you thinking a little bit deeper, uh, maybe below the surface of where your, you, your head would immediately go um, and allow you the space to, um, to hopefully extract some, some really helpful things. And I think, you know, sometimes life will, will take you in certain directions and you have to put more energy into one of these sectors. Uh, for example, if you're needing to provide for your family or yourself in different ways and you've had to give more time and energy to your work, maybe um, that grew, your score and, and your work and your finances grew a lot, but then you realize, oh, I kind of let my physical health and my spiritual health kind of fall to the wayside. So it's about having that perspective and then figuring out what is your plan and path moving forward and how can you start to incorporate a certain practice, whether it's a five minute meditation, prayer, or, um, something to to create a little bit more balance moving forward because that's that's something that we believe will create a happier individual is creating more balance with these different sectors 
Nice. So this is kind of like you're you're being your own doctor in a way. You're you're looking at the things that are working well and trying to diagnose the things that uh, could have areas of improvement. Yeah. Yes, exactly, Mackenzie. I like that. It's it's almost the white coat. You can put on your own white coat here and uh, look at yourself and and look at these different sectors. And some of them are a little hard, right? And so that's why these questions are, are supposed to prompt you. Um, and, and hopefully help you with uh, with where you can go and how you can take it. So, HG, do you want to go through some of these questions, or do you want to just provide them all in the in the show notes? Yeah, I think in in the show notes, maybe I'll ask you guys. Do y'all have um one you're you know you're especially excited to to dig into out of these uh, categories, or is there a question that that sticks out to you? Yeah, for me, I would say that I'm really pumped to go through um, relational. I think I spent like a good amount of time by myself in certain aspects of the year. I made some decisions really for me. Um, and now I'm feeling like I really want to start to be a little bit more intentional with the people around me and the people in my life and making sure that I'm nurturing relationships in my life and making sure I'm designing and building my life with those relationships really valued um, and close to me. So I think relational health is something I'm going to give some extra love and attention to. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I look at some of these questions and yeah, you're, they can be kind of hard to answer at first at first glance, it definitely takes some time to get deeper and deep enough with yourself to be able to say, okay, yeah, who did impact me this year? Um, and why? Yeah, man, these are these are tough questions to answer. Yeah, this relational one on uh, who's someone that you are you taking anyone for granted in your life right now? Uh, that one really hit me. And it certainly made me um, think about some people that have clearly had that impact on me and um, maybe there's an opportunity there to actually let that person know. Um, so that's certainly one of the, the positive things I think that's come out of this is a desire to express gratitude for those people uh, that sometimes I don't even realize how impactful they've been for me. Um, Interesting. Okay, yeah. so we've t we've done our audit right? We've done our audit and all the different aspects of our lives. Where do we go with reflection from here? Yeah. So this, this idea, uh, I'll read this quote just to, just to continue to emphasize this. Um, this is from a, a certified you know, practitioner of counseling and, um, she's, she's awesome. Her name's Kristen Wilson. She says, looking inward may activate your inner, inner critic, but true self-reflection comes from a place of neutrality and non-judgment. Right. So just continuing to recognize, right, we can do this and we can be honest with ourselves without judging ourselves. And that can be a hard balance to strike. But that's that's what we're looking for here, especially as we move into to the third part of this, which is considering your areas for growth. Um, and so there's questions in here that are meant to kind of trigger that uh, that reflection uh, that can be difficult. Be and, and a lot of times I find that, you know, I've heard it said that it takes almost 10 positives to replace one negative if we hear people say things about ourselves. Um, and a lot of times when I look back, the first thing I see is negatives, right? Which is why we started with the positives. And so this is the point at which you can start to 
um, just reflect on some areas for growth. Um, so some of these questions are right about three times you were living beneath your personal standard this year. Um, what were my biggest roadblocks and challenges this year? How did I overcome them? Uh, what's a lesson I learned this year that I'll take with me in the future? Uh, it can be more than one. Uh, what steps did, did I take to enhance my personal growth this year? Uh, so, so things that um, are really intended not to pick ourselves apart, but to, to honestly reflect on how we can be better moving forward. Which and that's, yeah, you know, I was going to say, H, I, th I think it's really important to, you know, you put on the lens and the glasses of gratitude and you have this level of acceptance and, right, the, the word and comes into the picture because, you know, you want to be moving forward and trying to um, better thyself, right? And better looks so different for each person. It doesn't mean you're trying to outwork or outperform the person to your right or left. You're merely looking inside of yourself and seeing what better and growth looks like for you. Um, and so it's really balancing this idea of being content and having appreciation for where you're at and also feeling like, wait a second, like, you know what, there are some things in my life that I do want there. I have some aspirations and some dreams to, um, you know, reach this goal. So you're not throwing away your goals or, or anything like that just cause you're content. Right. Um, but you know, with some of these questions right here, this is where it gets tricky and it gets hard. Right. Um, and I think sometimes we don't know for ourselves. So I think for me, this is where I would probably reach out to a close friend or someone who is very close in my life and start having some sort of dialogue and see if they could illuminate a blind spot for me. Because um, sometimes we don't always know and don't always have that sort of ability to see where we have messed up or have really succeeded in our own lives. That's a scary thing to do, but you're right. It's so helpful um, just to ask the people that really know us best, hey, how could I have shown up better this year as a friend, as a brother, as a lover? Um, I mean, the it's scary, but the courage, uh, stepping into courage in that area, I mean, it's it's so insightful. You're exactly right, Fletch. Nice. I mean, okay. Wow. Okay. So essentially now we're getting to, um, we've done the positives. We've done our audit in all the different categories of our life. Now we're looking at the challenges we, we experienced and um, really flushing out how can we grow from those experiences. I feel like we're getting a wider view of how our year went. And so where do we take all of this information that we've been reflecting on? What is the, the kind of the last step in this process? So all of that is data, right? It's all personal data that we can then use to move forward and cast a vision for the year to come, which is 2024. And, you know, when you look at your roadblocks, you look at your challenges, you look at all your wins, you start to 
project, right? You start to look at your year and if you could kind of script out your perfect 2024, what would it look like? Um, so some of the questions we have listed here is what are you looking forward to in the year to come? I think having stuff to look forward to creates a higher level of happiness uh, and joy within. Um, what are three areas of growth? So it's like taking what you learned about yourself and seeing how you want to move forward with that. And H, you want to work through the last couple of them? Yeah. And I mean, even just, just before this, I think Fletch was, was pushing me on this question that, that I, I want to add in here, which is like, what do you want this year? Um, and being willing to write down three to five things that you really want this year. And it, it could be uh, a romantic partner. It could be um, to, to get that boost in your career. Um, thinking through based on that, that full inventory you did, what do you really want to step into this year? Um, some other things, what are three to five values that will guide your next year? And they shouldn't sound, it, it's not about making them sound all, you know, fancy and, uh, but really just what's authentic to you, what lands with you, what are those values that can really guide you? Um, I think one for me that this year has been fun and like, that doesn't sound, that sounds like a, something a kindergartner would say, but it, but it lands for me. I want to have fun. I want to make that take myself less serious. Uh, so it's just an example. It needs to be authentic to you. This isn't for anyone else. Um, and HD, then la go ahead. No, you were saying something. I want to speak to it real fast is this idea of like, what do you want? Um, and you're saying like the example of like, oh, I, I want a romantic partner. And I think where my head goes is starting to think about this idea of manifesting. And some people really believe in it. Other people think it's a lot of hoo-ha. Um, I think if you really break down manifesting, it is bringing that stuff that's in the unconscious to the conscious. And so you're constantly talking about it to other people and you're constantly talking about it to yourself. Right. It reminds me of that uh, Carl Jung quote, which is until the unconscious becomes conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Right. It's not even so much about like getting it or claiming it in this like hyper masculine sense. It's just about recognizing you already want this thing. So go ahead and say you want it because otherwise it's just going to direct your life. You're going to you're going to show that you want it in other ways, but you're not even going to be aware of why that's happening. So it just brings greater self-awareness for you to be able to to be aware of that. And yes, I, I tend to agree, Fletch. It also increases the likelihood of it happening. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, um, I think, you know, my first urge when I look at this entire framework is like, yeah, I'll just think about these questions. But I think what you guys are speaking to is something in which it's really important to get this down on paper. Um, and it's really important to actually make this an intentional activity rather than just something to think about for the year because being able to get that data down and reflect on that data and then be able to kind of create almost your 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 vision for what's coming up in 2024 um it, it feels as though by doing that you're able to organize how your year went and what you're truly looking forward to in the year to come rather than just kind of like, oh, I kind of want this, but, you know, right. this could get in the way. This could, like, making it less fluid, making it less um, cloudy, I think, is a great 
uh, uh, way to to get more clear. So I just from this, like it's like I would encourage everyone to make this an intentional activity. Sit down with a journal or with this printed out and start answering these questions. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and all of it really leads to this last point, um, which is the mantra, mission, or word that can serve as a guiding intention for the coming year. Uh, after all of this work, I think we can really sit down. Some people like one word. I personally like a like a well-written mission statement for my year ahead. Um, but something that can really land with you and serve as a guiding light uh, as you move forward into the next year. Uh, that's sort of where we want to leave you in this framework. Mm. Nice. And, you know, guys, we know uh, this is work and treat it as important work. And it shouldn't feel overwhelming. If it starts to feel overwhelming and overbearing, um, take a break, go for a walk, go do something light, um, drink some tea. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, the energy that you are, that you have for it will then kind of bleed into how you then reflect. And then that will then bleed into the way you're really trying to paint your, your year moving forward. So just be mindful about the energy in which you're, you're bringing into this practice um, and try to plan it out in, in which you can do it in a state of calm and a relaxed manner. Because I think that's where the best you will come into play. That's what I've learned about myself. Yeah, I mean, when this episode comes out, it'll be just a couple days before January 1st. And so you have a weekend to sit there and say, okay, what do I want in my 2024? Rather than just kind of like celebrate the new year and then go back to work as business as usual. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. this is your last opportunity to... um say, you know what, I'm going into the new year with an, with an idea, with an intention, with a plan for how I can um, go into, you know, look back on my year and say, okay, I've, I've accomplished this, I haven't reached this, and be able to start treating your accomplishments and failures almost as data points rather than um, something to take extremely personally. Um, mm. And I like that a lot. I like that a lot about this process. And, and I just want to encourage if you're listening to it in mid-January, end of January, like it's not too late. It's not too late to get get really clear with and, and spend some time in reflection and to to cast some vision for, for the year ahead. So wherever you're at, I mean, this, this work is important. And I also want to admit that it's hard to sit down and do. And that's why, I mean, that's why this year we decided to create a cohort for it. And and I know by the time this is coming out, that's that time has passed. Um, but I would just encourage you, if, if this is something you want to do, uh, maybe reach out to a trusted friend and send them this framework and, and say, hey, would you want to meet up on, in three or four days and we can review this together and, and we can share some of the things we're learning? Because uh, I think reflection is really, it's, it's even enhanced uh, when we start to share it and we start to share our insight. I learn a lot when I call my friends and I'm reflecting together. And I realize too that McKinsey and Fletch's work is my work as well. Uh, that there's insights they're having on their year that I'm like, wow, yeah, that's so true for me too. I never thought about it that way. Uh, so I just encourage you guys to get get in community too, if that's helpful and can hold you accountable. So yeah. true. 
and we we want to hear what those mission statements are or what that year is from you. So if you're on Spotify, scroll down, you'll see a question in the description and the question's asking, what is your mission statement for the year? And so uh, submit that answer. We want to see uh, what you guys have in store for 2024. We'd love to make content to help you uh, accomplish your dreams, accomplish your goals in 2024. And so uh, we also just want to hear from our community as to you know the things that they're working on personally and the things they're looking to overcome. And uh, if you're not on Spotify, you know, just message us on Instagram. And I just I, I really want to see what our community has in terms of what they're working on and what they're trying to overcome. So true, man. Yeah. Being able to to type it out and, and write it out and send it out into the world. I think that becomes I mean, that's an act of courage right there is putting your mission statement out in a public place for other people to see you're you're writing that stamp, putting that billboard out there and saying, Oh, I'm owning it. I'm claiming it. This is how I'm living. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like by the time I get to the end of this, I'm, I'm just like, I'm excited for the year. And I, I think that I, I'm confident that whoever listening to this, that whoever, if you decide to launch into this, you'll feel that too. Nice. Well, Fletch, Henry, parting thoughts. Reflection is probably one of the greatest antidotes, one of the greatest teachers. Prioritize it. I would just leave you with one more quote. Uh, the only person you're destined to become is the person you decide to be. That's our man, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And I think it's so true. Um, don't live a life unconsciously. Live on purpose. And reflection is an amazing tool to help you do that. Uh, and, and we just genuinely want to be there to support you on that journey. So let us know how we can and, uh, let's have an awesome 2024. Fletch final word. Toodaloo. Thanks for listening guys. We really appreciate you sticking with us. And if you're enjoying this podcast, it's super helpful. Uh, if you can rate it wherever you listen, just review it. That's how people discover it or send it to a friend. Uh, That would be a a wonderful Christmas gift to us. Uh, And we so appreciate each of you. Hope you have an awesome holiday and we'll see you next week. Peace.